So when you preach, you must bring a bag of goodies. So bear with me as I unpack my goodies. That got some interest. Privilege to share the word of God tonight. Thank you, fellow elders, for an opportunity to share on the word of God. Uh, just as an introduction, I want to say that the times that we're living in, we're living in the, the time of instant. There's a leaning towards wanting everything now. I want it now, I don't want to wait. And uh, we've become impatient. And uh, this impatience has had a bearing on the church. And uh, because there's very little waiting upon the Lord, as we are often exhorted to do. So if you had to say to a young child in the audience for those parents, you can have... one of these now, yeah. or you can have 10 of these later, see those hands. <laughs> what does later mean? Are we willing to wait on God? Are we willing to wait for the later? What does later mean? Does it mean tomorrow? Does it mean next week? And just by the way, I'm just thinking of a bit of South Africanism. We South Africans would say, uh, I'll see you just now. I'll see you now, now. Now, I'm saying that because I know that there's a lot of people coming from around the world for our conference, and you might see some puzzled faces when you say to them, Nikki, I'll see you just now. Tanya, I'll see you now, now. In their thinking, now, now means like yesterday, like soon, soon, soon. Interesting. I want to start tonight as we look at the subject of prayer and specifically waiting on God to hear His voice. And so tonight I just want to have a look at just a couple of scriptures and a couple of pointers and a couple of handles to help us all hear God more clearly. Amen? So tonight we're going to start with Psalm 62, and we want to flight it in the King James Version. Psalm 62, verses 5 to 6. I just love this translation. It says, My soul, wait thou only upon God, for my expectation is from Him. He only is my rock and my salvation. He is my defense. I shall not be moved. Tonight I want to speak, uh, the key text tonight is from 1 Samuel 3. 1 to 12, just Samuel. I just love uh, this character in the Bible, Samuel. And tonight, as we read this uh, well-known passage of Scripture, I want to just flag, I just want to highlight one or two sentences as we consider this subject of waiting and hearing God's voice. I want to uh, um, see what this boy Samuel does and, and responds. So it starts with the boy Samuel ministered before the Lord under Eli. And the first sentence I want to flag and highlight is, In those days, the word of the Lord was rare. There were not many visions. 
the word of the Lord was rare and there were not many visions. One night, Eli, whose eyes were becoming so weak that he could not see, was lying down in his usual place. The lamp of God had not yet gone out and Samuel was lying down in the house of the Lord where the ark of God was. Then the Lord called Samuel. Samuel answered, here I am. And he ran to Eli and he said, here I am, you called me. But Eli said, I did not call you. Go back and lie down. So he went and he lay down. And again the Lord called Samuel. And Samuel got up and he went to Eli and he said, here I am, you called me. My son, said Eli, I did not call you. Go back and lie down. And then just to flag the next sentence as well, the highlight the next sentence. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord. The word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. A third time the Lord called Samuel. And Samuel got up, he went to Eli, and he said, Here I am, you called me. Then Eli realized that the Lord was calling the boy. So Eli told Samuel, Go and lie down. And if he calls you again, say, Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So Samuel went and he laid down in his place. Then the Lord came and stood there, calling as at the other time, Samuel, Samuel. And then to highlight this next sentence, then Samuel said, Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. And my prayer tonight as we consider this subject of prayer and the subject of waiting on God and hearing his voice, that we as a church would say tonight, speak, Lord, for your servants, your sons and daughters are listening, Lord. So I want to have a look at just some reminders for us. Just some distractions from hearing God's voice. I know that somebody once said that history repeats itself, or sometimes God has to repeat itself. Why? Because we don't listen. Some distractions in hearing God's voice. Firstly, we know this is the busyness of life. The, God, the Word of God reminds us in, in Matthew 6.33 is that He reminds us to seek first the kingdom. And then he promises us that all else will be added unto us. So the first distraction in hearing God's voice clearly would be busyness, the busyness of life. We know too that if there's sin in the camp, the, the Lord that we serve distances himself. When there is sin in the camp, we lose his presence and we lose hearing his voice. Thirdly, wrong priorities. Wrong priorities in our lives. The word reminds us that we need to pull down every high thing that exalts itself above the name of the Lord our God. So wrong priorities are going to stop us from hearing God's voice more clearly. And then fourthly, as I mentioned in the introduction, impatience. We're not patient. We're not willing to wait on the God. We're not willing to wait on Him and to listen to what He's going to say to us. So impatience is going to stop us from hearing his voice. And then finally, procrastination, putting things off. Well, I'm going to start my quiet time next 
uh, week or I'm going to start to fast and pray maybe next month or I'm going to spend some more time in the Lord. I'm going to put it out and do it. I'm going to start journaling for the Lord. I'm going to start writing things down, start journaling. We put things off. Putting things off are going to cause us not to hear the voice of the Father. And then there are some voices that we gravitate toward. There are some voices that it's almost like our default setting. And the first, the first voice we listen to is the voice of man. In Acts 5.29, it says we must obey the voice of God rather than the voice of man. Now, I'm not saying that, that we are not to hear what God has to say through others. But it is relevant that we have a personal revelation of our Father and hear from Him directly, not secondhand, but hear from our Father. Second voice that we listen to is the voice of self. The voice of self. And in Jonah 4 verse 8, it says, When the sun rose, God provided a scorching east wind, and the sun blazed on Jonah's head, so that he grew faint. He wanted to die, and he said, It would be better for me to die than to live. Self-talk. How many of us have uttered the words, I'm sick and tired of covid I'm sick and tired of lockdown. I'm sick and tired of power outage. Sick and tired. We might just end up being just that, sick and tired. Power of the tongue brings life or it brings death. Be mindful of what you say. Uh, somebody once spoke about a froward word, a loose word. Be, beware of what you prophesy. You could just be making a self-fulfilling prophecy. The last voice that we sometimes all listen to is the voice of Satan. First heard in the Garden of Eden by Eve, we know that Satan distracts us, takes us away from God's purposes and plans and draws men and women towards himself. Knowing the voice of God results in us finding the will of God for your life. And God wants you to know his will. I'm going to read that again. Knowing the voice of God results in finding the will of God for your life. God wants you to know his will. We see that believers in the Bible are, are often referred to as sheep, and it is the characteristics of a sheep not to know where they're going. Uh, it says they must be led. Jesus is the shepherd of the sheep. He said, the sheep would know my voice and follow me. Not the voice of man, not the voice of Satan, not the voice of self. Many years ago, as a kid, I, was, uh, I had a family farm. There was family members of ours that had a farm in Kimberley area. Daniel Scale was the, was the area. And it was a massive sheep farm. <laughs> and uh, I thought it was great to go to this farm and just to uh, ride horses and shoot with a pellet gun. It was wonderful being out on the farm. The one day, this uncle of mine said to me, what I want you to do is I want you to go and fetch the sheep in the top pen. It's about an hour's walk from here, and he gave me this whip a couple of meters long. He taught me to crack the whip, and learning to crack the whip, you can whack your ears. But anyway, I managed to, managed to uh, master the thing of cracking the whip, and I set off 
And I came across these sheep that were in the pen. They had to be retrieved from the pen because at night there were wild animals that would devour the sheep and they had to come back to the homestead. So I thought to myself, well, this is a no-brainer. This is pretty easy. I can hurt some sheep. So I just ran at them, shouting, cracking the whip and chasing them. And obviously they just ran in hundreds of directions. Only to find out later, when spending a bit of time on the farm, that these shepherds had a way. These shepherds had a way of making a little noise or whistling and even calling their names. And they, and, uh, they would recognize the shepherd's voice and they would follow. They would not follow somebody cracking a whip and shouting and chasing them. Now there are some prerequisites for us to hearing God's voice. The first prerequisite is salvation. John 8.47, whoever belongs to God hears what he says. The reason we do not hear him is that we don't belong to him. We don't belong to him. So that's one of the prerequisites of knowing our Father. When we know him and we have a relationship with him, we'll hear his voice. I'm going to turn to a prop. And when some of the millennials will see this, or maybe even some of the millennials and younger, we'll look at this radio. This is a, this is a radio, by the way. It's a portable radio. Who would say that there is a program being broadcast to this, to this radio? The fact that we're not hearing it is that it's just not turned on, right? Or it's not on station. So the fact that we're not hearing the radio does not mean that there's no transmission, right? There's a program being broadcast. You got faith for that? There's a program being broadcast. So too is the Father. He continues to speak to us continuously, but we don't hear him. Why? Possibly we need to switch the switches of our heart from transmit, blah, 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 to switch it to listen to what he has to say to us. We're quick to speak and slow to listen. Hearing God's voice is going to take Time, it's going to take an effort, and it's going to take a focus. It's not going to just be automatic. There was a man who had difficulty communicating with his wife. So the man, so the man whose name was Luke said, Elaine... I want to do an exercise because I don't think you're hearing me. So what, so what Luke said, Elaine, will you come and sit in this chair here? And Elaine, being this wonderful, submissive, incredible wife, said, for, for sure, uh, Luke, I'll do that for you. Absolutely. And so she, she sat in this chair, and Luke stood at a distance from her, and he said to her, can you hear me? And he waited. And he heard nothing. So he moved a bit forward. And he said, can you hear me? Still nothing. Third time he moved even closer. Can you hear me? Nothing. Heard nothing. Not a thing. 
Eventually he came up right close. He was just here, right close behind her. Can you hear me? And she responded and said, Luke, for the fourth time, I'm telling you, I can hear you. <laughs> no. So the fact that we're not hearing that person, the fact that we're not hearing that person speak to us does not mean that they're not speaking to us. We're just not hearing them. How much more with the Lord as well? He speaks to us, and we're just not hearing him. We need to possibly draw close to God, draw close to him, put our ear on his bosom, hear what he has to say to us. Amen? There are just a couple of keys that I want to share, and I think we gave you Habakkuk. It's one of my favorite scriptures, Habakkuk 2, 1 to 2. He says, I will stand at my watch and station myself on the ramparts. I will look to see what he will say to me and what answer I am to give to his complaint. Then the Lord replied, write down the revelation and make it plain on tablets so that a herald may run with it. Is it not interesting that it says, it doesn't say, I will listen to you. What he says to me, it says, I will look to see. Interesting. Interesting how the Lord speaks to us in different ways. Not just audibly, not, this, not always just a little soft voice, but sometimes through pictures as well. So firstly, we need to quiet ourselves in the presence of the Lord and to hear what he's going to say to us. Secondly, as I mentioned, God speaks to us in different ways. We need to look for a vision as we pray. Look for a vision as we pray. There was a well-known interviewer, Larry King, who you probably all know. And he was interviewing a, a well-known pastor of a mega, mega church in America. And he said to this man, can you prove to me that God exists? Amazing question. Eh? Can you prove to me that God exists? And unfortunately, the pastor said this, no, I can't. I can't. What a sad thing. Look around you. Look at the sky. The sun, 93 million miles away, this galaxy, the ocean, the mountain, everything around you. What part of this creation makes you believe that there's no God? Think about that. Next time somebody says to you, can you prove to me that your God exists? Oh, yes, I can. Look around you. Look around you. Acts 2 verse 17. In the last days, God said, I will pour out my spirit on all people. On all people. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your young men, like Lee Smith, will see visions. Your old men, like Lee Delarue, will dream dreams. Where is he? <laughs> I've got the mic today. We see sometimes, too, that God's voice comes as a spontaneous thought. You might be driving down the road, and then suddenly, I'm thinking of Clarence. Why am I thinking of Clarence? And sometimes God drops somebody's name into your heart spontaneously. Pray. Lift them up and pray. There's a reason why God will bring people across our path 
in thought that we need to pray for them. I remember years ago, we were part of an NCMI church in Brackenfell. And I think in those days, I had just come to the Lord. I think I, just, I was reminded of, of the scripture we read just now. Now, Samuel did not know the Lord. For me, I had just come to the Lord. The word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to me. And so while I was in worship and while we were praising the Lord, there was a couple ahead of me. And uh, I saw this crazy picture of a baby in a womb. And I thought to myself, that is whack. What are you thinking of a baby in a womb? Anyway, so we were driving home that afternoon. And uh, Margaret said, did you tell them what you saw? I said, you've got to be joking. You know, they probably think I'd had too much pizza or something the night before. There's no ways that I'm going to be sharing with them what I saw. Funny enough, two weeks after that, they announced to the church they were pregnant. You see, God speaks, and sometimes it's going to be a spontaneous thing. And even today, in a meeting like this, God will prompt you with something and drop something in your heart. Respond to him. Listen to him. Pray. On Friday nights, we get together half past five to half past six, and uh, there are other pockets of prayer that are happening it's so encouraging to see when people start bowing the knee to the king and calling on his name. I would encourage the congregation to get the names of the total congregation, not just the people in your com. Get the names of all the people in the church and just pray over them. Read their names and pray over them. God's going to highlight things and God's going to use you. The power of prayer, man. I'll get stuck when people pray for me. So my name is Jimmy. I'll take what you give me. So put me on your list as well. You see, prayer as well, a reminder that prayer is not a monologue. It's dialogue. It's, not a, it's like a swimming coach. Kick your legs, move your arms, breathe. Kick your legs, move your arms, breathe. That oak who's learning to swim doesn't talk back because he'll just slick water. I mean, it's just kick your legs, move your arm, breathe. That's monologue. That's one way. With the Lord's, it's a dialogue. It's a two-way thing. It's calling out to our God. It's calling out to our Father and waiting on Him. And He'll respond. When we switch the switches of our heart from transmit to receive, He will speak to you. He will speak to you. Mark 1.35. Very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up left his house and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. Now for us living in Cape Town and it's raining and it's cold outside, maybe you are not enthused to get up and leave your home and go out in the rain to a solitary place to pray. But I want to urge you, maybe we should just con inconvenience ourselves in some way and call out on our Lord in the mornings. Come before him before the day starts, before the issues of the day starts. Come before him and wait on him. Call out to him. He will respond to you. He will speak to you. Jeremiah 29, 12 to 13. Then you will call upon me and go and pray to me, and I will listen to you. And you will seek me and find me when you search me with all your heart. We must ask, seek, and knock. And the Bible promises that the door will be opened.
Ecclesiastes 5, 1 to 2. We heard this the other night when we got together as combined comms. Guard your steps before you go to the house of God. Go near to listen rather than to offer a sacrifice of fools who do not know that they do wrong. Do not be quick with your mouth. Do not be hasty with your heart to utter anything before God. God is in heaven and we are on earth. Let your words be few. As we land this, I want to just highlight a couple of words. And I don't know if, you, if I gave them to you, but I'll read them out anyway. Stillness. We need to still our hearts before God. Secondly, vision. We need to ask the Lord to speak to us through visions. Spontaneity. Remember, I spoke about spontaneity, how sometimes you'll just drop something in your heart. Journaling. For many years I journaled, and, and then I didn't. And then last year, Christmas time, I went to a mate's place, and they said, here's your Christmas present. It was a journal and a pen. Started journaling this year. Be wonderful when you start journaling and seeing what, the God, what God is saying. Sometimes I can't even remember what I paid this morning, let alone yesterday. When you start journaling, and as that scripture in Habakkuk told us, start writing things down, waiting on God, writing things down. Start looking back and seeing, hang on a second, there's a thread here. God will speak to us. We see that God responds to willing hearts. Here I am, I stand at the door and I knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in. I've been reading an amazing book called Whisper by an author called Mark Batterson. The title of the book is How to Hear God's Voice. And in here, there's a wonderful subheading that speaks about by invitation only. And it says, in 1853, English artist William Holman Hunt painted a portrait of Jesus standing at the door and knocking. He called it the light of the world. And it's a visual representation of Revelation 3.20. I stand at the door and I knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with that person and that person with me. Fifty years later, Hunt said that it was more than a painting. It was a prompting, a divine command. One fascinating feature of the painting is that the door had no handle on the outside. It was left off intentionally. Why? Listen to this. Because the door to the heart is opened only from the inside. God enters by invitation only. And that's not just true of Jesus, but it's true of the Holy Spirit. And so tonight, I want us to pray. Firstly, for those that have never, ever, ever heard the, Lord, the voice of the Lord. You've never heard God speak to you. And I'm not necessarily speaking about the audible voice of God. But maybe tonight, somebody who has never given their life to Jesus... There's a bit of a knocking on the door of your heart tonight. 
And Jesus says this, if I knock on your door and you open it, I will come in and I will sup with you. I will sup with you. I will have fellowship with you. You see, Jesus died on a cross for us more than 2,000 years ago so that we could be reconciled with the Father into eternity. And he makes this promise. He says, if you will acknowledge me before man, I will acknowledge you before the Father one day in heaven. If you declare me as Lord and Savior of your life and believe in your heart that, I, that Jesus rose from the dead, you will be saved. So I wonder if there is somebody in the house that has never, ever given their life to Jesus. I want you to consider that. And I want to